0: Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up. Right now. And you can use my invite link that's Rakuten, R A K U T E N dot com slash R slash Divina one four one. Rakuten dot com slash R slash Divina one four one. Happy shopping and make some money. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Sunlight Oracle. She is one of my Instagram finds. Um I'm always looking for different mediums and healers to have on with different stories and just different niches and strengths and I found someone who first time I've seen a medium who's able to pr- uh, paint and draw so vividly and with so much detail uh the spirits and the souls that have crossed over that she sees they're just amazing and she has uh, stories about them like she knows their background like what more can you ask for from some she's so talented and I just I had to have her on we're gonna talk about how she started out as a medium like how she knew she was one um giving advice to other mediums if they want to start uh, taking on that more creative side of what she's doing, um, getting very overwhelmed with what download she gets in and what she feels and sees and how to protect herself and just the confusing downloads or info that she gets from Spirit, just all of that. So here she is. I'm gonna start. So tell
1: us how you knew you were a medium. Sure. (laughs) It's actually kind of complex. You often hear from mediums that they either were aware of their gifts as a child or they lost a very significant person in their life, which really unlocks the gifts. But for me, it came about um, because I made the decision to get sober when I was 28. And sobriety is a wild spiritual journey, as anyone listening who is sober knows. And for me, I was really going through the thick of it just before the global pandemic lockdown. And so... uh, March, 2020 came around and I was actually, I feel blessed to have had the time and space to really learn how to take care of myself, support myself, be a functioning and spiritual member of the society. And I started with tarot cards because that was what I had Mm -hmm. and really using the tarot as a mirror for my soul, trying to figure out how to traverse very, very, difficult times with the pandemic and with being newly sober and just becoming a new person. And this, the tarot was really a natural thing for me. I took to it very quickly and was pretty obsessed with it, which then branched into reading for other people very fast, which then unlocked my mediumistic gift. So it wow. it's sobriety is for sure the starting point for me and how I found out I was a medium, but it wasn't like immediate. There were, there was an inner, there was a period where I was also very psychic, just practicing right. the psychic side. That's so interesting.
0: And how did you feel the first time you, I guess the first painting or drawing that you did like
1: what did that feel like to get that first image in your head talk us through that sure so the the drawing the spirit portraiture actually didn't get introduced into my mediumship until about a year into development Mm -hmm. i really really wanted to hone the gift and learn how to do ethical and evidential mediumship the kind of mediumship that really moves the soul. Right. And so I I was studying, um, I was taking courses, I was studying under a mentor, I was really, really hitting it hard as many people in recovery tend to do. Mm. And I went to, okay, so two years ago, this would have been December 2021, when I was really at the height of my mediumship training. I went to bed and in the middle of the night, I was I woke up and received a audience message clear as a bell that told me like, you're going to begin drawing your spirit contacts tomorrow, like tomorrow you're going to start. Okay. And I just was like, cool. Like, it's so funny when I tell people about this, cause it sounds like this, like it is a major spiritual event for me, but it just was okay. so nonchalant. I was like, of course, that's what I'm going to do. Like <laughs> there was no resistance. And so I woke up the next day I went to the art store, which I had not been to in a long time because I'd been abandoning my artistic side in the name of mediumship. And I was so excited to be able to go back to the art store and bring my two skill sets together in this way. And at first it was, I like to work with people, right? Like I like to (laughs) give strangers mediumship readings. And so- With the drawing, however, I worked for a couple of weeks strictly with my guides and I was learning all the different ways and that this intelligence was going to speak through me. And so I was drawing um, people, spirit Mm -hmm. people who I could easily reference online. So like academics or war heroes or people in, even like um, in headlines from crime. And oh. so they would give me just enough information to where I didn't need another person to validate it for me. I could validate it with the internet. And so I started there. And then when I became more confident that like really wild synchronicities, you know, the whole thing with mediumship when it's like, oh, I can't really deny this anymore. Right. Like this is, this is really <laughs> happening and it's really cool. Uh, then I actually took to Reddit which is funny because I didn't have the confidence as a medium, as someone who had undergone such a severe identity shift uh, in the past two years to really kind of like come out with this gift. So I worked anonymously online with so many amazing people from all over the world uh, for a really long time. And Only recently, I would say in the past three months or so, have I really like had the confidence and the self-trust to be as, um, outward facing about this as I am now.
0: Wow. And if somebody really wants to do what you're doing, what advice would you give to people?
1: Do you mean do, if they want to be a spirit portrait artist or if they want to receive a spirit portrait?
0: Uh, if they want to be an artist, I feel like this isn't something that a lot of people know about that. Sure. Sure. Right. To paint them. Right.
1: Right. I believe that all artists are all mediums. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe everyone's channeling something into the material realm. And so I just have this unique interest or I was very drawn toward the vocation and discipline of mediumship but I don't think that you necessarily need to have that vocation or skill set to channel art from beyond so if you are interested in strictly evidential spirit portraiture the kind that I do uh mm-hmm. it does I believe it does require a bit of quite a bit of discipline just around things right. like meditation, mediumship circles you just really want to get the basics of how your psychic and mediumistic intelligence communicates with you and how it shifts over time so I would just start with the basics because that's what I did I guess is I started with mediumship and built up from there but if you are an artist listening and you suspect that you're channeling from the beyond I want to validate that you likely are and you can work backward and look more into the discipline of mediumship. I love it. And how do you deal with confusing downloads or confusing Mm -hmm.
0: information that you get from spirit? How does that work for you?
1: Sure. It's, that's an interesting question. I am at the point now with like how this service works is I, um, what works for me is that I, draw these spirit portraits independent of the client's presence. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they sign up and I have a queue and I work through the queue in the privacy and security of my own home. And I live in this very rural area where I feel like I can freely channel and really just do my thing. It gets Confusing sometimes when multiple people, multiple spirit contacts want to come through for the same person because this happens to mediums all the time, I know. But because I don't have the person sitting in the room with me to validate who I am, how to kind of delineate between the contacts, mm. what can happen is <laughs> you might get a spirit portrait that's like, uh, what do you call that? Like a superimposition of uh, two people. Like mm-hmm. if your dad and your brother happen to come through, you might be able to see traces of both of them nice. in the Interesting. portrait, right? And so I've had to, the thing with the, how I'm working and what I am discovering about spirit portraiture is that there really is very little reference for it. There are spirit artists that exist today and that have existed for millennia, mm-hmm. but the, um, the history isn't very well recorded, in my opinion. I pretty much own every book possible on this, so that I can uh, work within the the historical context. But I feel like a lot of it is just me um, learning how infinite and complex this intelligence is, and so there is actually a lot of confusion for me at times because I don't have reference for what is actually happening, and then I it's my job to consult with my spirit team and also with the client after the reading to figure out what has happened here. What, what, how did spirit communicate in this instance? And it's, it's always creative, you know? Right.
0: Wow. I love that. And I, I mean, I feel like this is a very important question after what we just discussed, how do you protect yourself from the information Mm. that is coming to you?
1: sure sure i i really approach um all of my work with an open heart so i don't approach it from a place of fear but that being said i also like i just lived in los angeles california for close to 8 years and was doing this work and that environment i was living in hollywood it was very chaotic there was a lot of noise there were a lot of people a lot of energy just everywhere and so for me a big step in getting serious about this practice and also doing it in like the most integrity possible has been truly moving and and living in nature and uh devoting more time to meditation and to the the discipline you know being a little more devotional because I have an environment that is conducive to it Um, that being said, like, of course there are different, um, types of readings that I do. So you might have, um, a very lighthearted reading, someone who's, um, contacting their loved one and they Mm -hmm. were on good terms when they departed or, you know, just like a really lovely experience. And there are some uh, readings that I give that are less so that might be a little heavier, you know, there might people pass with unfinished business or people pass with a lot of questions surrounding the nature of their passing. And we're looking for answers and that sort of thing. But I like to think that just my history as someone who is an imperfect human with an addiction history and um, just the, uh, it just, it has built my capacity to really hold space for some of those like darker uh, readings, if that answers your question. Absolutely.
0: And do you see the your practice growing and I guess adding new things to it or changing parts of it as time goes mm. on?
1: I'm always changing. I'm a double Scorpio. I feel like I'm in a constant state of transformation. We're actually doing this (laughs) call on the new moon in Scorpio. And it's just like, yeah, that's the energy for sure. But um, I've noticed recently, and I I love love, like social media for this reason, because so many people are able to interact with this work and sort of give me their perspective. Mm -hmm. And I've been receiving a lot of, um, Inquiries from people internationally. And so I've noticed that in my own practice, like I've been contacting or I've been contacted by spirits who lived in Brazil, in Dubai, in Turkey, in these places. And I'm really excited about perhaps expanding in that way and being able to reach more of the global influence instead of just this like insular United States. That's so uh, area.
0: And do address maybe some misconceptions
1: Mm. that you've heard from people? Misconceptions. I do feel like it's my job as an ambassador for the spirit world, like to educate people around this form of mediumship as much as possible, because it isn't, it, it isn't the same as your, um, what I call classic mediumship reading. Right. It is. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. there are elements of that, but this is what you're doing when you sign up to work with me. Is we are both truly surrendering together mm-hmm. to the other side, and uh, there's been trust placed among all parties from the spirit person, from the client, from me, and we're you know really. I I would say it's just, it requires a very open mind and open heart to understanding that spirit is perhaps beginning to, or continuing to communicate with us in, in different ways. And like, if you're okay with that, if you're open to that, if you understand the, uh, that not everything is black and white, and I think that this is a really unique spiritual experience. Great, great.
0: And let's say I am someone listening to this and I want a spirit portrait. How do I go about it?
1: How do people Mm. claim the spirits as you Mm. say? How does that? So there are two ways that I work. And the first way is just ordering a custom spirit portrait. You know that you want one, there's no doubt in your mind, you're ready to receive this information. And so on the first day of every month, what I've been doing is I open up a certain number of spots that I have available based on how much energy I have. And so people then on the first, and usually in the first three days, these spots are taken or, Mm -hmm. you know, people sign up for them. Um, but you just sign up. I don't need any information from you other than your name, because I like to use your name as an anchor for, you know, a calling card almost for the other side. So I know who to, bring in for you Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't like any information I really like to work from a clean slate because any information people provide even if they're like oh I'd love for you to connect with my brother it just really compromises the integrity of the reading because my conscious mind is likely to come in and start drawing conclusions and we just don't we don't want that so that's like the way that you can get a custom spirit portrait I will work for you and I don't want any information from you and then the other way, which is a lot of fun, is that I um, I like to draw every day. I draw with my guides. I draw with the spirit world. And different um, drawings that are channeled in that way are posted on Instagram and TikTok with evidence, with different information about each spirit person and the followers, the audience, you're all invited to claim these people if you recognize them and you can claim up to 80% of the evidence that I provide. So it's kind of like receiving mediumship readings. It's like a gallery reading is what they call it in mediumship where you might go and see a medium channel like in in an auditorium or in a big room or something like that. And uh, he or she or they are channeling and you get to claim like oh that's my mom that's my dad this is the mm-hmm. same thing but it's really on instagram and uh tiktok it's free and it's really it's it's beneficial to me as well as someone who is continuing to go deeper into this and really um research and discover new aspects of the discipline because mm-hmm. people can give me feedback yeah so i really like it just it works for it feels like mutually beneficial for a spirit for the client and for me.
0: That's great. Could you share with us a crazy wild story about uh, <laughs> sure. someone claiming a spirit? Yeah. A sure, sure. I would love to hear one.
1: Sure. I have a few. I'm going to, I'll tell you the one that I, that just like sticks with me the most. And it was when I was really just starting. I want to say it was in the first like m- month or two. And I also want to say that like, when i started doing this work it really felt like it had been a dormant gift and so when i turned it on it all happened very quickly like within the first month I, mm-hmm. this was taking off and so within the first month there was a woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i was uh, what was going on i was drawing for so many people at once so many people at once and They were it wasn't um, uncommon for drawings to kind of get mixed up like if your name is Emily and I was drawing for another Emily you might get the wrong Emily's drawing like we just (laughs) there was a lot of like uh, miscommunications that I was trying to figure out. And so I had this drawing that had gone to someone and come back and, and I posted it on a blog and then another woman by the same name recognized the drawing as her brother. And I was like, I'm so glad that we can clear this up. Like here, let me provide you with more information. And, you know, and she provided me with a photo and like everything was great. I, it was a very, it was a really great interaction. And Everything felt like it was as it should be. And then the next day, she she sent me another email because she had located in this drawing of her brother, she had located his signature that had been embedded in the mustache of the drawing. And And so for her, like both of us felt really confident initially in like reuniting them, but like that sort of information, you know, really just clinched it for her. Like this, there's no doubt that this is my brother. And so that was a time where, again, that's like the kind of stuff I'm talking about where it's like, it's really creative. It's really unique. And it requires an open heart and an open mind. and this this woman, she had both of those things
0: that is so cool. Oh my goodness,
1: <laughs> yeah, there are there and I will I'll also say like that's a question people ask me a lot, like, and I have several stories. but, I want to just say like every reading for me when the client gets back in touch and we have a back and forth or a dialogue of some kind is truly amazing. Like it's, it's, it's always humbling to me, (laughs) all the ways in which spirit will attempt to communicate. And it's just my job as an artist to really keep my artistic intelligence open for all possibilities.
0: And do you, um, light palo santo or anything after you're done like is there like a closing method like how do you just Mm. not carry that energy with you after it
1: that's a good question and i i feel like uh in the first year or so i was really diligent about the ritual surrounding this but the truth is since moving out into the desert into the middle of nowhere like this work doesn't um weigh on me like it used to there's space here there's uh, nature here. I, I walk so much, like I hike every day. And for me connecting with earth, it has become my new ritual of kind of recentering. And I didn't get to do that in Los Angeles. You know, that's where I was really carrying it around. And I was, I was really struggling to be honest, um, with the chaos of the city and the, the weight of this work. But now I just feel like I'm right at home and, um, I am into incense, of course, and basically nature.
0: I love it. Beautiful.
1: <laughs> and another
0: thing that I found really interesting that I have to ask you is how do you know where to drop off these portraits? Like, What is the method to knowing where these portraits need to go? And sure. not having the feeling, oh my God, is someone going to just take it and throw it out? At- throw it out <laughs> like, I, like, I need to know like how do you know right. where to put
1: them right 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 so what you're referring to is kind of a new experiment that i'm doing where <laughs> i paint uh spirits on the other side it's it's a little bit of a different process it takes a lot longer i'm also painting them on materials that i find on my hikes and my walks like from abandoned homes. so it's it's a much longer it's a different kind of experiment we're doing but I will paint the spirits and then I will, I have a whole stockpile of them right now. And I really wait until I receive like direct messages from the other side that it's time to go drop these off in the real world. It's time to leave them somewhere. And so I, I don't necessarily know how it's working because it's so new, but I do know from doing psychic work in the past and doing like working with groups psychically about um, locating missing persons and stuff like that, that for me looking at a map is a highly intuitive experience. And so if I have a painting of a spirit contact that I want to leave in the world, and I know that today is the day that I'm supposed to leave it somewhere, I will pull up a map. I live in southern california so i work within the confines of california right now but i hope to expand in the future but with um i'll look at a map and just figure it out intuitively i don't really know how else to describe it yeah. um do you know what i mean like it's just like a it's a knowing i my eyes and mind and body are drawn toward a location and i know that that's where it's supposed to go i love it i love it oh and
0: I mean you've said a lot of things that you just love about what you do but anything else that you haven't shared with us like the best part of doing spirit portraits?
1: Sure I think for me this is just like a really it's like my as a human it's like my preferred way to connect with Mm -hmm. people and is through spirit and I just feel really honored to have unearthed this gift within my consciousness and I like I'm really grateful to you for inviting me on here to discuss it because anytime someone asks me to discuss this it's um I just feel recognized and it's easier for me to keep doing the work and know that people really are interested in it because you can understand that there's also there are lots of people who are not interested in this. Right. So, so any opportunity really to connect like this on podcasts or the internet or anything, I'm, I'm all about it.
0: I love it. And can you tell everyone where to find you, how to reserve a
1: sure. portrait, all that? Sure. If you're interested in reserving a portrait the first day of the month is where you want to be. You will also, I should advise you to sign up for my newsletter um, on my website, sunlightoracle.com because I send out reminders the night before because life happens. You're not thinking about spiritual portraiture 24 seven like I am. So I will let you know um, when that opportunity arises. I'm very active on Instagram, which is a great place to see my work at this point it's at sunlight period oracle and i'm also on tiktok at the same name but um yeah i have lots of i'm just all over the internet and more than willing to connect with people through email and messaging
0: great thank you so much sunny for coming on i really appreciate you and uh we'll keep in touch on when this is coming out thank you thanks for having me Of course.